Okay. Welcome. Uh, JB Cast episode number 14. Fuck. 14, bro. Paul here. Joey here. T here. The big three. Today we are talking about uh, jungle gymnastics and movement prep. Yep. Two of our programs here at the gym. Um, talk about what it is, what they do, why. Yeah, I think that there are two... There, but there are two, uh, you know, solely body weight, strength and mobility focused programs, and I think they're kind of what makes our style or our method of training very unique. That we offer those in conjunction with other things, and I think it would be yeah, there's a lot to talk on with those. Some cool stuff in there. Mm. Yeah, I think they're also the the two most fun classes. I think they're really fun, fun to coach. Fun to, uh, to do as soon as you get your head around them and give you lots and lots and lots of, of quality uh, changes to the body. Cool. Mm. So uh, movement prep, Tiora, you're the creator and programmer. Um, why don't we start with just giving a definition and then we'll jump over to Joe who's the creator and programmer of Jnastics. Yeah, I think we we noted, and we've talked about these these programs before. We get a, we get a bit of an overview, but I think today we're going to go into a little bit more detail and how they've evolved since the last time we talked about them, which was at the old gym. Um, I think the new space has allowed us to to spread our wings a lot more with our programming, yep. which has been great. Uh, and with that, I think the programs have have changed and they've evolved. Uh, the the direction that they're heading in is a little is a little different, and um, I think uh, for me, with the with the the extra space and and more knowledge, uh, the bigger classes, all of these different variables that have changed. Uh, the main thing is is that we we recognised that there were this these deficiencies that were popping up with our members uh, uh, that have been here for a while, and we thought, okay. Some of them were starting at a place that was probably a little too advanced for them. And this uh, system that we bought in was designed to bring everything back to that foundation and just clean up anything that had been swept under the carpet and um, rebalance the body, strengthen it from the, from the torso out and um, bring a bit more emphasis on just basic mobility patterns, nothing too complex. And also to have a class that was accessible to everyone because even though all of our classes are, are scaled and this, uh, to a point where we, we have them open to everyone, um, it's still some of, some of the, the techniques and, and the, the complexity of a bunch of movement patterns are, are very difficult for people to access. Whereas in movement prep, everything is accessible, even if you've, you're injured. Yeah, totally. So that was the, that was the aim of the program, and be, and I think because of that, that's what's made it so popular. Can I read what it says on the website and tell me if this is still true, or maybe I need to update it? <laughs> Movement prep: the gatekeeper to the JB's arena, designed to balance and fortify the foundation of your body pyramid. The stronger the foundation, the higher the peak of the pyramid. The focus is solely on stability, strength, and acute joint mobility. This program will accelerate your progress in other class formats. Rid your body of niggling pain, thicken up your trunk musculature, and drastically lower your potential for injury. Yeah, I think that's uh, that sums it up. So I got the triangle. So it sounds wrong a little bit. It's the angle, a little bit, kind of hocusy pocusy. <sighs> but it's uh, it's model man. It's like Shapes people. Wait, pyramid, that. pyramid, pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it. Sacred geometry. <laughs> Freemasons. <laughs> So, <laughs> so the base of the ba the base of that pyramid. Let's look at our body. So uh, and, and and a reflection. Look look at our body like a pyramid, and it's, a, it's symbolic. Uh, so the bottom of that pyramid is your found your your stability. Bread, potatoes, pasta, <laughs> yes. rice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> Cereals. <laughs> yeah. So it's your 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 ability to, to stabilize. And mobilize. So, how much range can your joint produce? How stable can you make your body? Um, 
in in collaboration with the, the mobility of your your body. So one area stabilizes, another uh, it allows another area to move. So if you look at like a bulldozer, uh, the reason why I can shift as much dirt as it does is because it has a big, strong, stable base. You take that stable base away, then it can't shift as much dirt. If you shorten the range of motion, it's got less access to with that dirt. So what we're looking at is increasing the size of that the base of the pyramid. And if we look at the top of the pyramid... Do you mean like a bigger ass? Bigger, big quads, big, big butt, big, yeah, big right abs. On. Big abs. Big abs. Big abs. That's our, big abs. That's our look, big abs. Big abs, big, Fat thick, lower, lower back. Yeah, all the, the thick trunk. Yeah. Side abs. Fighters trunk. Not, and the, the, not the little V trunk. Nah, not the little nah. beach body trunk. And you don't want the, the, the... Pencil neck. Yeah, pencil neck on the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bad look. Skinny so, wrists. And and the, this is what the trunk is. The trunk is not just the tor- like the, the torso. It's all the muscles and tendons and ligaments going into the pelvis. It's all of them going in through the shoulder joint. And it's everything going through the neck and into the head. So really it's, it's, it's whatever's traveling into the extremities. So we get strong with the stable base. We get strong with, we get more mobile. And the very top of that pyramid, we have our skill. So the more stability, more mobile you become, or the stronger your stability, your stability strength is, the more potential skill you can have. Yeah. Yeah. So in between that, you've got your speed, your power, acceleration, all that other stuff. But the baseline, if you want to have, one day you want to have that, 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 that muscle up or that, whatever it is that you're chasing, handstand, if you can work on building a, a stronger foundation in those two areas, then you get more access to other things with less chance of injury. It's a great way to put it. It's a really good way to put it. I like the way you see it in that simplified way as well of what, mm. of how the body works. I think, um, you know, talking about jungle gymnastics, which has been, you know, my thing, the, I think the interesting part is to look at how both of the programs evolved from the beginning, right? Because jungle gymnastics was... I think when we started, what we offered strength and movement and we offered jungle gymnastics, right? And lift. Um, so there were the three classes. Lift was very simple. It was just barbell work. Jungle gymnastics was body weight stuff and then strength and movement was a bit of everything. But the jungle gymnastics was largely born out of what I was doing at the time when we first opened the gym, which was, uh, that was when I dived deep into the movement side of things, right? So I was following a lot of work of Ido Portal and, and these kinds of people. Um, you know, a couple of years of that and then doing online coaching with him for a year and attending, you know, a bunch of movement camps and all that kind of stuff. But that stuff really influenced what we were teaching in that program. And it was sick because there's so much cool stuff in there, right? But I think, you know, where T's talking from and what we, what we came to realise was that a lot of that stuff is too complex for some. And too much complexity is not necessarily a problem. Sometimes it's a good thing to throw someone in for something that they're, you know, that's a little bit ahead of where they're at. But if that's all they're doing or if that's all that's on offer, that's not ideal. And I, I believe strongly that I ran into that same situation myself and, and I think you did too, T. We're, we're both following a pretty similar style mm. of programming from based off what I was doing with Edo. And it was all good stuff and I was training a bunch of hours a day and getting strong and all that. But it was too advanced for me, a lot of it. You know, Some of it I could keep up with, but some of it was just fucking... It was too much. And I look back at it now and I, I think, man, there's so... Like I was trying to do address so many different areas of my strength and, and movement ability and I just hadn't even spent time working on these foundational areas um, which is kind of characteristic of his style of training I think and you know that's a topic for another day but it didn't really serve me and so you know over this time the, the gymnastics program has evolved however since movement prep it's been quite cool because we've been able to keep gymnastics as the the more dynamic, the the more complex kind of older cousin. Mm, of more movement. playful. Yeah, that's right. A little bit more freestyle. A um, little bit more, I, I think, in general, a bit more challenging mm. um, because we have that, that, that other class movement prep that is, that is the base, that is more simple. Anyone can access it, but it's good for everyone. Yeah? Yeah. Anyone can go to a jungle gymnastics class, though. Cause totally. Right, yeah. Yeah, totally. And we encourage that. Yeah. But I think, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty clear, like, it's the, of the classes we run, it's probably the one where, where people would find the most amount of uh, dissonance with it 
or friction because, you know, it's fucking hard to play on the rings and to play around with handstands and locomotion and all this kind of stuff if certain things aren't there, coordination, confidence, joint mobility, mm. strength, balance, you know, like all these, all these little qualities. That, that often you take for granted. Exactly. Like I definitely did, right? Because a yeah. lot of my mobility and stuff, I just, I didn't really have to work for it that much. So, you know, it was there. Um, so, so yeah, like, and, 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 you know, there's people in the class who are very successful with it who don't possess high levels of any of those qualities, but they do possess the, perhaps a work ethic or a commitment where they don't mind. But I know for people who are a bit, you know, oftentimes who are newer to the gym, they really hit this thing where they're like, oh, I'm not good enough for that class yet. Yeah, and it's common. Yeah, and that's the, you know, that's the tough part about the, what we do here is that a lot of the stuff we teach in our gym, you're going to be shit at for the first little while, right? Like that's, that's the reality of it. Whereas I think a lot of people are conditioned to coming from styles of training or gyms or whatever where, you know, there's the appearance or the, you know, the illusion that everyone can, that everyone's fine. And it's because they're not doing anything particularly challenging. They're just doing a shitload of poor quality reps and they get a sweat on and, and you know, there's no real, um, it's not really demonstrated to you where you're at like that. Does that make sense? Mm. What do you, what do you do when, so let's say, let's say, um, let's say uh, you run your, you're, so you're running mesocycles of six, six, six weeks? Six weeks. Four to six weeks? Yeah. You hear a lot of the times people get their fingers into something and they, they're working on the same skill for that six weeks and then it disappears for a while and then it comes back again. Sometimes um, for some people this can become a little bit, um, a bit irritating or they feel like they've taken a big step back. What's your answer to that? Yeah, I think um, the, the, the unfortunate side of having a, a training program that is ambitious in the variety of goals it's chasing means that that has to be the case. So if, and a, if and we would, our whole gym's like that for that matter. The, exactly right. You want to do some grappling, you want to go to Fight Factory, you want to go get better mm. at handstands, mm. you want to up, you know, snatch more, all that. So the... It's, you know, and you talk to anyone who's in the movement community and they'll tell you the same thing. It's like, well, if I want to get better at that thing, then I'm going to have to put something else on ice, right? So say we do six weeks of work on the parallettes and then we go off the parallettes and we spend six weeks on handstands and lower body focused locomotion work. And then we come back to the parallettes. You will hear that often like, oh, I fucking lost my, my shoulder stand. I used to have it. This sucks. I'm getting weaker. I believe that those people are missing the point slightly which is that they're not getting weaker they're getting stronger and more mobile all the time they just lost the tiny little you know two percent or five percent yeah that little peak right they sacrifice that that five percent let's say to make 30 percent gains in something else which which in turn increases the potential of their ability when they return back to the parallels let's say exactly Exactly. And I think, it's, I think it's just the ego speaking at that point. And I get it. I feel the same thing, you know, but it's like, yeah, it's like, look, you, you know, let's, let's take the helicopter up and then look at your training over a longer perspective and look at the whole thing. Everything's going in the right direction. So don't judge it based off this one skill. Um, I think uh, that's something that's, that pops up with, with newer members. I think our uh, long-term members that are, that are regular that are consistent with their training mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. training's quality uh, are now starting to recognise that that exact same kind of wave that happens. And they're like, holy shit, like this time last year, uh, I went off the parallels, came back at to start from scratch. And now uh, what I'm doing on the parallels, I'm, I've gained, I've got back to where I was six weeks ago and now I'm doing the same thing on the rings. Yeah. Whereas I couldn't, I couldn't have gone near, near them. A year ago kind of thing, you know? Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, fuck, it's like you, you know, if we talk about what the body can do, it kind of, it's, the patterns are pretty simple or the movements are pretty simple, right? You can push, you can pull, you can squat, hinge, whatever. So even when we remove something, it's always going to get replaced with something that's not that far away from it anyway. It's not yeah. like there's never an element of pushing strength or an element of pulling strength or whatever. Um, and that's, you know, I think that's, 
that's a really important thing to remember is that like yeah the skills are the icing on the cake but it's the it's the actual it's the actual strength and the you know like you said the stability and the mobility potential behind those skills that is is what we're really interested in developing what other what other benefits do you think you get from taking a step away from a skill set for you know uh, a six to eight weeks or or a couple of months and then coming back to it but not stopping your training just walking away from something for a little bit or changing the uh the, the variables or taking a handstand off the floor to the parallels or whatever it is good question i think it just opens up opportunities for other things right so like yeah if you you take your handstand from the from the floor to the parallels you you're going to lose a bit because you change the grip and the hand setup but you're going to gain because you're changing the you know the the, the the you know the the element of the strength or the, the vectors that are required and the the specific little bits of stabilization that change um but you know it's like if you yeah if we take something out of the program that people that, that you know you're enjoying it's going to be replaced with something else so if you're still training it's just a chance to develop something else mm. and i mean the i think the I think that's the goal, right? Is just develop as much as you can. Um, yeah. I um, think also you can benefit from just giving your body a rest from those positions for a bit, you know? Just avoiding that chance of getting that repetitive strain injury from doing the same thing day in and day out, the same, same vectors, same angles, same pressure, same pressure points, and being able to play with those can take a lot of... A lot of pressure off your body long term allows you to rest and recover those areas while you work on something else and then when you return back to it it's kind of fresh you know yeah that's a great point it's a really good point i mean fuck we've kind of run into those situations ourselves haven't we in the past i think a good example uh, i think recently was the is the all of the acro type stuff that we've been doing the um the low gate low gate kickups low gate uh Cartwheels, What is low gate? Low gate. Um, just from bent knee, bent hip position. So whether you're on your forefoot of your foot or on your heels, you're just bent knee, low hip. Um, if you think about standing and, you know, dropping down on your hands and kicking into a handstand, it's just from a lower position. So that changes how you have to do the setup. And certainly when you go to the side in the cartwheel, um, you're entering upside down in another angle. And... Uh, Shit, I would argue that doing that for the last six weeks is probably going to improve the way people perceive handstands when we get back into some more rudimentary handstands. Just because you build strength in entry and that low gate, like you've got to really zero in on your kick up and how you catch because um, we were doing the, the straddle to, to catch. So true, so true. It's like, it's like when you're um, – it's like in jiu-jitsu, you know, if you go and train, if you go and train at a gym full of killers – and, and everyone's better than you. Yeah. It's going to be a, a pretty kind of awful first few weeks or, or, you know, first few lessons. But eventually you're going to like stop not getting tapped all the time. And then you're going to start to, you know, not get tapped at all. And then all of a sudden you might be able to submit someone a couple months down the track. And then like your skills level up. And I think that's kind of what you're referring to, right? It's like, yeah. But in the short term, the class might not, it might not feel as satisfying today. Totally. It's like, oh, I kind of sucked at that thing. But it's like, well, it's, it's good to suck, you know? Like, it's good to... Like, you've got to embrace that, mm. don't you? Mm. Well, it happens. Fuck, you seen T try and dance? I mean, he's happens. really good at doing that. I'm really good at dancing. In fact, <laughs> he's been, in fact I'd have a dance-off with you any day. <laughs> right here. Come at me, bro. Come on. <laughs> Did you... But that's... Not, oh. that's no, don't, don't, are you going to talk about my dancing? No, just back, <laughs> just, just on that. Last on night you proclaimed in movement prep on that 715 oh. Thursday, little Eight, plug. Thursday, Thursday, 80s only. Are you serious about that or were you just excited? Fucking dead, deadly serious. 715 Thursday's movement prep. It's now officially 80s music <laughs> and coming in the spring will turn into, into 80s dress up. Holy shit. He will do anything to get numbers up in his class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a numbers junkie. I mean, look. He'll appeal, hey, 40-year-olds, listen up. <laughs> 30s, We're coming 40s, for you. All <laughs> 60s, all of them. 30s? I don't even know what the 80s is, man. Keep numbers. talking about you it. You know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so that'll be yeah, that'll be that'll be fancy dress soon. That'll be fucking cool, actually. Yeah. What a stunt. It's going to be sick. I like it. I mean, look, I don't really have to worry about numbers in my class. So <laughs> 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 I can't get enough. <laughs> hey, before we go any further, just I'm just going to go back to Jungle Nastics just to balance up and define it as per what we've got here on the website. You can f- confirm if this, needs, if this is correct. Holla. For first-time listeners. Jungle Nastics, uh, strength and flexibility training using only your own body weight. A movement-rich combination of gymnastics, calisthenics, acrobatics, and hand balancing. Learn how to control your most trusty tool, your own body. Featuring elements of locomotion, hand balancing, gymnastic rings, bar work, parallel bar work, and more. Mm. Mm, it's broad, huh? Yeah, I think that's, that covers it. You know, it's, um, it's totally what it is. Um... Yeah, body weight's the thing, you know, that's, that's the interesting that's the main thing. Yeah, it is. One. And, you know, n- trying to not, you know, trying to not get like, I kind of battle a little bit with the programming because it's very easy for it to just become <clears throat> very gymnastics based. But then I think about the acro stuff and the locomotion stuff and all these things, which are, you know, maybe a little bit harder to teach. And it's particularly in a one hour class and particularly if I know that some people aren't there all the time. Because yes. you've got to build layer upon layer week after week kind of thing. I felt that in the past. You felt that, right? So you get someone turning up who's like, you know, it's the fifth week of the six-week cycle and they're like, oh, I haven't done this class yet. And you're like, fuck, this is, there's so much context that I've got to explain to you right now. It's fine. You figure out a way to do it. But it is a challenge. But yeah, I, w- I would say that's it, you know. So, I mean, like, uh, we kind of... Correct me if I'm wrong, but we now kind of consider that the movement prep and gymnastics classes are, are related, and that the you know we try to keep the movement prep program and the gymnastics program not necessarily on the same theme at the same time, but they complement each other. Yeah, they're cohesive, without a doubt. And I think we we had to the, we had a point there where we were doing too much of the same like there's too much crossover. Yeah, at the same doing, time. Yeah, there were a couple of little things that popped up bit of golfer's elbow which we kind of we 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 got to the bottom of that and realized these that they they do dovetail they're not the same but they need to be in in collaboration with each other the golfer's elbow outbreak of 2017 oh, it was famous it was <laughs> what a goddamn whole girl damper tomb was dropping like flies <laughs> <laughs> it's a full breakout it was about four people well, it was just a walking few. around with lumps in their forearms yeah. looking fucking jacked balls. mind you so that's great. Take a bit of pain for the jacked look. <laughs> so going back to coming into class and doing something that feels like it's inaccessible to you, there are individuals that, that will look at a, a phase and say, oh, I can't do a cartwheel. I'm going to skip this six-week phase and just do more S&M or some, one of the other classes or not turn up at all. Yep. I've had it in this last series where, I mean, a lot of people have loved it, but then I've lost it. A couple of individuals because they don't see how any of the side lever progressions uh, relate to their goals. What do you have to say to those individuals? Your ego is not your amigo. Nice. Yeah, uh, I, I do. I do think that it's. Um, I think that it's a. Sh- you know, I get it, but I. I think that those people need to recognise that it's not bad to suck at something, and that whatever they're doing is working them towards their goals, you know, because the, they want one thing and they would go a particular way about it. We want the same thing for them, but we go away about, we go around about it in a different way. And I think that by them coming here to be coached by us, they are making an admission that they believe we're better at knowing how to get them there than they are because why the fuck else would they come here? Mm. You know, like that's, that's the reality. So it's like, look, yeah, it's cool. Maybe that particular movement's not your thing, but that should not be enough to stop you coming and doing the work in this class for the next six weeks. Polly? No, that's uh, well said. That's well said. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking about myself, actually, like how I approach. I, I, I've always just gone towards anything that is new, um, whether it's hard or not. You just got to see it as a challenge, I guess. Um, yeah, it's hard to to suck, but hell, like it's fun. It's something. It's something new. Like you, you come here for variety, um, and you've just got to trust it. 
and take it on for a few weeks and hopefully something picks up. Yeah, and trust in the programming. It was well said. What do you think, T? What do you say to him? I think you need to harden the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> <what> I think. <laughs> you should have seen the way he just looked at us when he said that. Wow. <laughs> He's going to eat my face. <laughs> the nostrils flared up, those famous yeah. nostrils. No, that was his eyeballs, bro. <laughs> but <laughs> both at the same time. Yeah, I think, yeah, look, I think that if you're in this gym, you're a certain kind of person and you, you value the fact that you want to be a, a generalist athlete. And if you start to, and don't get me wrong, I'm, one, of our, one of our biggest kind of pushes is like ratio the classes out so you can focus and celebrate your strengths but acknowledge your weaknesses because the classes that you're choosing to avoid are most probably 99.999% recurring <laughs> the shit that you need really at the end of the day because you're not very good at it and there's a reason why. Spot so on. Fucking do it. Stop whinging. Yeah, this is, oh, this, yeah, is a, whinging this is a... Yeah, totally. It's a symptom Kill of... Me. It's a symptom fight of factory. <laughs> fight factory. So, Joe, when are you coming to Fight Factory class? <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got like 10 guys in this gym, 10, 10 fierce warriors that are waiting for you to come into Just a Just to fucking session. break my nose. <laughs> <laughs> First one to drop him. He's got a bounty out of my head. I, I secretly measured your limb length, your height. We've got Training we're, for me. Yeah. <laughs> we're bringing in guys with your build. He's going to do this, guys. He guys. does this every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> studying tapes <laughs> Fucking hell I'll come one day And you guys can film it And put it up on the YouTube oh channel I'm gonna God. fucking walk through your team <laughs> I'm gonna stand in the middle of those mats And bang <laughs> Son Nerd bash 2018 <laughs> No nerd left alive yeah. oh You God. know what my, my fucking strike force Is gonna come and Jujitsu raid your fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll show up at Crappling class. Yeah. Just kick the shit out of yeah. all of you. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, One man. Class. You guys are going to drop in a guard. Yeah. Soccer, soccer kick, kick to the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. But yeah, I, I think like we, you know, part of our, part of our, our ethos across the whole mm. brand is that, um, you know, there's this mismatch between what our bodies evolved and, evolved and were designed to do and what they do now and the environment we live in. And, and something that's encompassed in that idea is this lack of challenge, that we used to live in a very harsh, challenging environment. And <clears throat> you know, more than likely on a daily basis, you were presented with different challenges, sourcing food or escaping predators or you know, getting out of the rain, whatever. So- Uncomfortable situations. Right, and mm. the discomfort is what drives growth and what drives strength and what drives adaptation. So this, you know, the training, and, and this is why we're, we're not, we don't feel uncomfortable to call people out on things like we're doing now, and we don't feel uncomfortable to teach, you know, to give people harsh truths in class. Because we love you. Yeah, we love them. We want them to develop further than where they could get to if we were just being really fucking nice all the time. Um, so it's, it's entirely that. It's like you, if you want to just train at a gym where everything's nice and easy and you can do it, then you go to fitness first. Or in time fitness and you don't have to be exposed to your weaknesses there you can do the same fucking routine for 20 years and be really good at the chest press and all that shit and the treadmill but <laughs> if you come here you are going to have to face that reality and the outcome of about of that over the medium to the longer term is that you become a better person and a better mover and more confident and happier and all those things hallelujah mm. yeah i really feel str i feel really strongly about that about that message you know so it's like it's okay to suck. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, fuck, guys. I'll go to Fight Factory then. If that's what it's <laughs> going to take, I'll fucking go there. Someone pay for my nose job afterwards. <laughs> Jesus. How are you going to block that forehead, though? <laughs> you saying I got a big forehead? <laughs> no. You told me you got a big forehead. You got a fucking big forehead, bro. Like, I do today. Paul does today. He... <laughs> Tell us about what happened to you today, Paul. Uh, it's off topic. That's not... Lives. <laughs> we're not talking about lift. <laughs> oh, the guys will appreciate it. All right. So uh, we were doing snatch reps and I basically head butted the bar with the, the top, <laughs> of my, like in between my eyes. He would uh, have got away with no one noticing because he was at the back of class. But Yazzie, our specialist <laughs> lift coach, 
recognized the sound of metal it was hitting, like hitting skull, bone. Skull. <laughs> and it was she like clang. Whipped her head around and said, "What was that that just hit the bar?" <laughs> and then everyone turned around, turned around and looked at Paul, and <laughs> she's, and then she said, "Was that your head?" And I was like, "I was there, like winced up like this, rubbing my forehead, like." Genuinely, I was rocked. Yeah, it was. I was rocked. It was gotcha. Swole, it was swelling in front of our eyes. He looked like a Klingon. Oh, <laughs> that was Star Trek. Oh, <laughs> don't know Star Trek references, bro. Don't know. I actually <laughs> don't. I thought he was talking about Pharrell. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I flew the bar up. <clears throat> you know, trying to drive myself under it, correct my technique, and uh, I was a bit too. Keen to drive under the bar and pretty much just head butted it, head butted it, head butted it. And, um, so where were we? Well, what's the what's <laughs> the? Um, but I'm sucking it's at okay that. Suck. I'm sucking at it's that, okay and I'm suck. trying to learn how yeah. to snatch. Okay yeah, to well, suck. actually, it'd be fair to say that a lot of the cool stuff that that Yazzie's doing with our lift program is also pushing people into a little bit of that uncomfortable realm where she's exposing, you know, because she's take she she has a very very technical approach and that people, if they're not that technical, it's really hard, right? Mm. So I think there'd be a lot of people fighting that same kind of thing mm. there where it's like, oh, I just didn't feel like I did that well today. Mm. And, and I think it's great. I, like I, the people that have been yeah. sticking around are starting to see really immense changes as a yeah. result of that. I think uh, at, the, at first I felt the same way. I was doing the class and I felt like I wasn't really working that hard because I didn't have a lot of weight on the bar. But when I went home and asked myself why I didn't have much weight on the bar, it was because not very good at the movement. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not like the movement's epiphany. problem. Yeah. yeah. So no, I've been loving it. It's been great. Same reason, you know, but same kind of egos popping up because it wasn't just me, but it was, there were a couple of other males uh, and I don't like to like kind of gender, kind of whatever you call it, but um, How dare you? that like to lift a lot of heavy weight and they're like, oh yeah, I don't feel like I'm working as hard as I was and now I understand, you know. Yeah, totally. I think they do too. It's good. Yeah, I mean, like it, everyone's, um, we're all, no one's immune to it, right? Mm. This this ego thing. I know, like, um, like when I teach locomotion work, there's, I always, I often preface the session by saying that, like, I try and set a bit of an expectation, and I say to the guys, "Hey, guys, we're going to work on this for the next, you know, part of me, twenty minutes or whatever it is." Um, we're just going to get moving. You're probably going to really like it for the first few minutes and then you're going to hit a point where it gets really hard and then you're going to notice that you stop paying attention and then you're going to notice that you start having conversations with people and then you're not moving as fast and you're not listening to me. And like I try and point out that this is the natural response that's going to happen as soon as you start to enjoy what you're doing less and you feel shit at it. But that's the point when you really have to dig deeper to focus and do what, just follow what I'm saying and embrace the suck. And I find that when I can say that, that it really sets an, you know, an expectation for people and they, get, they really apply themselves a lot more. But if I don't say it, invariably we get to that point five or ten minutes in and I'm like, fuck, I'm losing them. I can feel, you know, there's always a few people that are just killing it because they love it and they might know it already. But there'll be people that are just like, oh, I'm so bad at this. And they think that they shouldn't be bad, you know. So I totally get it. Like this idea of sucking, it's, <coughs> it, it, it gets everybody. It's interesting because you're kind of uh, coaching them not on the movement itself alone, but how to approach the training. Yeah, how to be yeah how to how to be a good student. How to be a good student, like you yeah, know, and that's part of it. Yeah, yep. sorry, did I cut you off then? No, you go ahead. Uh, yeah, just to recognise. <laughs> <laughs> His <laughs> sentence cut off midway because of that bang to the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> to recognise the fact that that not being very good at something is part of the process. You know, yeah, I think it's really important, and you see it a lot in jungle gymnastics, probably more so than any other class, because of the fact that the movement patterns in there are, are probably the most complex that we well, the less the least, um, uh, the most foreign, I would say, yeah, you know, to yeah. people, yeah, because everyone, most people have had some experience with a barbell somewhere down the track whether it's just a deadlift or a squat or something like that um the stuff we're doing in movement prep is real real basic movement patterns most people have exposure to that but the stuff in jungle gymnastics a lot of a lot of the stuff i mean if you haven't done any movement training before it's really really foreign totally what um on that there's a second side to you know 
like comparing, say, the movement prep or gymnastics to something like barbell work, what what's the other major difference there, talking of resistance? Between the two? Yeah, like looking at the difference between using your own body to, to load a movement. Oh, with, or, the, with the barbell or yeah, with or movement prep and, and gymnastics? Well, like, like body weight compared to a barbell. Um, well, I guess it's just learning how to how to move your own weight from one place to another you know whether it's a chin up or a, or a locomotive activity and then with the barbell it's about moving a, a foreign weight from one point to another yeah there's definitely a different approach mentally to that i almost feel like it's more natural for us nowadays to be doing shifting another object mm rather than moving ourselves from one place to another uncomfortably, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Which I don't know. I don't know if that's because of how we live now or if that's just something that we've always done. But, yeah, it's a, it's a question. Yeah. You know? I, I, I don't know the answer exactly, but uh, it just makes me think about how I have found coaching in the last year. I've found, like, uh, body weight coaching is more difficult than barbell coaching mm. um and part of that and part of the answer i guess i think um, we're talking bait like compound movements or like the more complex stuff on the barbell or any, any anything external object yeah moving yeah and like I think, kettlebells and yeah. softballs so and when shit. when we got like uh, new people coming into the gym uh to teach them body weight training um when we're and we often like isolating parts in order to isolate a part they have to have a connection with that part so you wonder why um if people are more it's easier for people to push external weight than move their own is partly because people don't have a, a communication lines and control and understanding between their body parts um because for body weight training you often have to isolate one part and use the other part or use this part and make sure this other part doesn't move whereas with the barbell, it's move, it does it for you. It does it for you. It's a solid object, and you need to move around that object. Mm. And it kind of you're governed by that object, so you have to organise yourself around it. Does that make sense? Mm. It's true. I, and I think the big one there is that it's very easy to to manipulate the intensity of an external object, but it's very hard to manipulate the intensity of your body because it makes you you have to do it. Well, you yeah. So like if you're if you're weak at deadlifting, then we can start you on a broomstick or an empty bar. And you can do that for as long as you need mm. to and you can go up by 1.25 kilogram impl- uh, increments week to week. Whereas you'd always, you always weigh like 65 kilos. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't imagine what that would be like. <laughs> 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 okay, maybe once in one point in my life I weighed 65 kilos. <laughs> maybe it was last year, no big deal. <laughs> but, um, but if your body weight coming in, and, and let's say, you know, let's, put, let's go into the perspective of someone who's really new to it and maybe wants to lose a bit of weight and that kind of thing. If you come into the gym and you're carrying five to 10 kilos more body weight than you want to be and you've not been training and so your, mm. your strength isn't where it should be, the, it's like I'm putting you onto a 120 kilo barbell. Yeah, and you, that you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's fucking brutal. Like it's like a, it's a smack in the face. You it's, know? it's like, yeah. We're doing chin-up work today or rope climbing or whatever. And it's like, well, that mm. person's definitely not going to be able to do it. So we have ways of, you know, regressing <laughs> it because we can't just pull weight off the barbell because you're living in the barbell in this situation. So we, we, we change the movement. We try to keep the same theme and the same emphasis, but we're, we're, we're doing different variations, something a bit simpler. But I think that that is a really hard thing for, for a lot of people to stomach. And I get it. So what's the pro- – so let's say, let's say I'm carrying extra weight – that I don't want to carry. I'm starting up in Jungle Brothers Strength and Movement for the, it's my first week in and I come to a Jungle Nastics class and cartwheels are on the program. How do you, how, what's your, what's your, how do you deal with that? How do you, what's, what's your progre- regression from, from that? Because there's a lot of load. I mean, we're talking like full body weight load on one hand at one point in time dynamically with a, a fairly substantial bend in the wrist, so quite a, a strong angle as well, on a wrist that could potentially have not had much load at all in the past. How do you? What's your approach with that? Yeah, um, scenario like that. <clears throat> yeah, so we had that a lot recently, right in the last cycle. Um, and the main thing that I would do there, and I would just apply this same principle to any of 
like whatever movement it is, but I would look at what the, rather than attaching to the cartwheel, I would look at a more overall view of what that movement is. So you could say that you're transitioning weight from the feet to the hands and then back to the feet. And there's an element of, you know, so you're shifting from the lower body onto the torso, onto the, onto the upper body and then back down. So we could regress it by taking all of the, the, uh, the speed and the, the plyometric elements out of it and it could just be from a standing position, place one hand, place the other hand, step the legs into a position and then circle back around to arrive. You know, so you're still doing the same pattern. Your feet and hands are touching the same place. So it's, it's coordinated in the same way, but you're not kicking your leg up in the air, throwing all your weight onto one hand, that kind of thing. Um, and so then, you know, and then there's obviously between that very beginner progression and then, and that's fucking hard still for some, and then going to look at the cartwheel itself, there's all these little steps in between. So we would, we would slowly then, session by session, or you know, even after a couple of sets if they want to, or a couple of weeks, we would look to increase the speed and the agility and perhaps the force of the, the leg that kicks so it starts to look more like a cartwheel. Um, and I would just do it like that. And, and it has to be done you know, on, a, on an individual basis, right? So, um, it's a little bit of a case of, you know, we have the assistant coach, so we sort of introduce it to the group and then it's like, okay, let's go around and, and find the people who we know aren't comfortable with what's going on right now and let's work with them and, and find that variation. But um, I think that's really important, that idea of just taking away, yeah, like the explosiveness and the, and the, the, the fast nature of it and simplifying it so that people can get into it. Maybe in the way that you would with, you know, a clean and jerk, you would scale that back to a deadlift and an overhead mm. press, you know, you just simplify it. So uh, with that same idea, so say you've got the person who's doing the easiest regression of the cartwheel but keeping the coordination and the pattern and the theme going on, uh, from there backwards further to regress even further, is that where movement prep lies? Uh, no. No, because, because that, that would that would say that movement prep is a like a prerequisite and i don't think it is and i don't also don't think that um that the movements are because they're they're simpler doesn't mean that the intensity isn't as high if that makes sense so for instance like it's a you could that that same person that's struggling with the cartwheel is going to benefit greatly from it but just as much as you would who can do a cartwheel, can do a one-arm cartwheel, or a, what's the one where you cartwheel and land on your two feet? Round off. A round off, mm. yeah. So your, your level of experience to that person is very different, but you would still gain the same amount of um, benefits from a movement prep class as yeah. he would as well. But yeah, it's, it's definitely an accessory, but I don't think it's a, um, a prerequisite, if yeah, that makes sure. sense, yep. yeah. Or a step below. And, and I think, you know, additional to that, I should say, regression. The, yeah. like that very base variation of the cartwheel that I just described might be, you know, that, that's what came to mind. Could be something else that we work on depending on the person, what they need and what they're lacking. But anyone can do that, you know. Even if they do it badly, they're still doing that, you know. Yeah, yeah, Even totally. if we had to put a box and it was like from your feet, place your hands on the box, step one leg behind, you know what I mean? Like we yeah. really scaled it back like... Yep. I could probably, you know, like I couldn't imagine a person that we wouldn't be able to 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 replicate that with, um, and so that's so that's the thing. That's the idea behind being able to find what what's needed there. You know, what that person requires. I mean, we had it with uh, with a lot of the handstand stuff we're doing in the last cycle, whereby there were you know people were facing different problems with the handstand. Some people didn't have the shoulder mobility. Some people didn't have the, the basic level of strength through the shoulders and the trunk. Uh, quite a few people didn't have the, the confidence or, you know, the, like mentally they, they couldn't kick up and get themselves into an inverted position. They had all the physical attributes, but they just couldn't do that. And every time they tried it, it wouldn't work. And so... Like a mental block. Total mental mm. block, you know? And it's like, well, it's really fair, common. you're an adult, you know, you've, you've not gone upside down since you were a kid probably and you've been walking around as an adult for the last 20 years so it's naturally that's going to be a, a big challenge right there's safety mechanisms in there that we've got to override and stuff so for a lot of those people and, and i know we've spoken about this before paul 
but sometimes it's like if you notice that everything's in place, they have everything they need except for this, this mental side, oftentimes for those people, I'll just tell them keep sucking at it and just suck at it for as long as you have to until you can do it because exposure is the lesson here. Like mm. Exposure and being in that zone is what you're going to need to just overcome this thing. I can't give you a special technique right now that's going to fix it because it's not, it's not a five-minute thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, and for, again, for the people that embrace that lesson, it's really cool because they do it and they suck at it and you can see them watching everyone else in the class and they're getting down on themselves, but they, they, you know, they, they're doing it again, they're doing it again week in, week out, and then eventually they come to you and they say, I did my first kick-up today or I was able to do a cartwheel for the first time. It was pretty shit, but it was the first one I ever did. And you're like, that's mm. cool, you yeah. know? I really, I really like that. It's actually a huge, huge uh, gain. Yeah. You know? The biggest perhaps. It's, yeah, the biggest. Like more than one chin-up, two chin-up, you know? It's, and they can just apply that. Makes them stronger for anything that they approach, eh? Yeah. 100%, man. Mm. To find comfort in discomfort. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's big. Mm. Did you say define? Oh, no, to find. To find comfort. Do you like that? Yeah, where'd you rip that from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Insta meme. I think oh, it was Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay then. Uh, so, what fitness blog did you win? Well, <laughs> if you were to, say, if someone asked asked you, what am I going to get <clears throat> if I was doing three, five jungle gymnastics a week? What am I going to get in one year's time from that? You get stronger. You'll get more mobile. You'll get more coordinated. You'll have uh, your new, you know, you'll have a, like better processing hardware. So, or like let's say software. So, like neurologically, all the stuff that gives you your coordination and agility and motor control and all these finer details that we don't talk about much. That stuff will go through the roof. Um, and you, uh, and essentially, you're going to be living in a body that is much more capable of expressing itself in how in whichever way you'd like to rather than a body that you're forced to only be able to express it through limited means because you got poor mechanics and poor mm. software. Mm. What I would you say? For movement prep? Yeah. If someone asked me uh, what they'd get after training five days a week movement prep. Yeah, or even let's say year. like th- two days a week. Three, two days you. a week for a year. I'd say you get, you get big fucking abs <laughs> and you'd, <laughs> you'd roar like a lion. Oh, What's that sound like? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Tai Nui, special, special guest, Tai Nui. Yeah. <laughs> that's Jorah's son's name. <laughs> big abs. Big abs, that's big the one. Big fucking abs. Who doesn't want big, <laughs> big abs? Big, big abs. abs. I'm the guessing there's a few people out there like, I don't know if I want big abs. <laughs> well, if you don't want big abs, then it would be like small abs, but you'd have abs. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 You've been, but big abs. You've been, big pe- abs you've been peddling big alongside abs. Big abs and mobile. You've been talking about like six-pack abs on each side side. lately with the whole flag program. Yeah, definitely strong trunk, nice strong tendon and ligament, uh, mobile strong tendon and ligament, you know, supple tendon and ligament. Mm. Mm, Nice. Yeah, big strong abs. That little valley just between the abs and the obliques. That's it. Damn. Shit that holds everything together. Yeah. Yeah, but seriously though. That is, ser- <laughs> that is serious. You know what? You know what? Someone. You know <laughs> what? You I got it on the phone. Uh, I got an email from someone <laughs> from a member sometime like, like last year <laughs> or earlier this year, and they said, "Hey, it'd be really cool if you could like like I love everything we're doing at the gym. It's great. Love it. You guys are awesome. So much classes. It would be really cool if we could do a class that was like just focused on the abs." Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it was called. You know, I, I fucking used. headbutted I my computer a, and then I class. threw it out the window and I did it right back. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me, dude? You come to movement prep?" And oh, I know the guy God. comes to movement prep. Uh, <laughs> well, realistically, every class we do has an emphasis on the trunk. Every single class cannot have can't escape. Can't it. do any anything in this gym without a strong trunk. It's impossible. Everyone in here's got a strong trunk. I'm thinking Just fucking walking trunks everywhere. It's true. I think, I think for a lot of people, there's a correlation behind, behind having a six-pack that's visible. And stomach crunches. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, what do, I, what do I, yeah, like, can we just do more ab work so that I can have a six-pack at the beach? Mm. And it's like, dude, 
It doesn't work like that. Mm. Everyone's got the six pack. It's under there somewhere. Well, the ab roller. Uh, yeah. Any uh, any final points on today's topic? I think we covered a bit there. Mm, we talk about we talked about what are, how what they are the, relate. What are the key takeaways for the humans? Come to come move to, to, <laughs> come to move, move prep to Jane Nast. <laughs> come back to Jane Nast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think the biggest takeaway is to embrace the suck. Yeah. Just embrace not being good at everything straight away all the time. Yeah, and take your time. You know, these things aren't going to happen straight away. And you don't want to be in a hurry when it comes to any kind of like uh, changes to to the structure, you know, the tendons, ligaments, the stabilizers. These things take time. Yeah. You got to give it time. Not a two week, three week process. We're talking months, years. You got to take your time. Yeah. But you have to be consistent with it as well. So don't skip cycles if you see something in there that you feel like is not relevant to your to your personal goals. Yeah, because it's all relevant. Don't be a fucking snowflake. It's all fucking relevant, all of it. And the last bit. Other part I think for the greater community is to embrace bodyweight strength training. Always, yeah. It's the it's the even if you just want to do fight work or you just want to do weightlifting, yeah. do more bodyweight strength training. That includes the, the mobility, that includes Keep mobilizing. The That's what's going to help you. Yeah, and go to a, a trusted <coughs> source. Don't just search YouTube. Yeah, don't just go hang out don't with the Cali it. guys at the park. No, don't do that. With <laughs> the big upper body. Don't Shout out. That. Yeah. And what about to uh, listeners who haven't been here before? You want to get involved, man? Check us out. Yeah, you know our contact channels. Uh, junglebrothers.com you can contact us through the website YouTube we've got some YouTube demos yeah we've got a bunch of stuff on YouTube now just search Jungle Brothers Strength and Movement uh, jump on our Instagram Jungle Brothers Movement um, yeah there's a bunch of good stuff out there easy to get in touch with us you can call, email, whatever but we've got our online program we've got our consultations that mm. go on we've got people we're talking with people from all around the globe so if you, if you need some help just reach out and we'll, we'll find out a way to, uh, to get you on track Oh, yeah. Very cool. Let's bring the episode to an end then. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks, boys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye. Arigato.